The Adam Crowley Show. Axon. 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 Oh no. Oh, it's on the nipple. Axon. 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 He went from the bottom. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Going to hear from Zach Aston Reese coming up in 19 minutes here on the Crowley Show. Rob Rossi hanging around with us for the final hour has been with us for the first couple of hours here of the show. He's been carrying it. I don't got it today. I'm worried. I've angry. I've angered. I've ang- now, now he doesn't have now it. Now I can't have it. Jeez. I'm worried. I've angered young Katie. Young Katie seems a bit mad. Young Katie sometimes will dish it right back. Yeah, she's not. I'm, I feel I feel jilted here. It just depends on the day. Katie's one of the funniest people I've ever met. I've been a champion of young Katie's. I, I encourage her. I think she'd be better than like 80% of the people in Pittsburgh right now. I'd say 90%, but I'm hoping those people are dead by the time we come back to work tomorrow. Hmm. I just think Katie's being lazy and doesn't feel like coming yeah. up with a retort. That's all it is. I had a lot for lunch. I'm kind of kind of. What did you have for lunch? Well done uh, steak? Burger? Moe's. I'm not sponsored. Oh, mm. eat fresh. Let's call my grandma. Pirates one was the final, Tom. Do you know? Eight to five. Mm. They're now eight and two. This is their best start since the last time they were eight and two, which was a long time ago, I would imagine. I believe it was 1934. I think it was 1993, actually. My answer is better. It sounds more historic. It does, but mine's actually right. Not that we've ever cared about facts on this yeah, like, program. What, what the hell? We're all thinking about facts now? I'm uh, calling her right now. World's biggest pirate fan. She might not be home. It's the middle of the day. She's 90. Hello? Grandma! Yeah! How do you like that? Eight hey. and two, huh? Y- yeah. Hey, we always have to hold our breath toward the end. It's always an exciting game. How about that? Eight to two since nineteen what ninety two or something? They haven't won eight to two. That sounds right. I was just trying to figure out what what year it was. I thought it was ninety three, but I'm going to go with yours. Well, maybe it's ninety three. It's nineteen ninety something. I heard it, but I I uh, I think it might be ninety two. It might be ninety three. But my goodness, I oh that was a thriller. But at first they were ahead of us, and uh, and then we caught up with them. Then the first the first one up hit a home run, and they went ahead of us again. And then it stopped. <laughs> Grandma, what do you think about the closer Felipe Rivero changing his name? Did you hear about that? Yeah, wonder why. Why did they say something about his sister or something? Yeah, he's know. he's changing his name to the same last name as his sister. It's weird. Yeah. There was only one other uh, player in baseball that ever changed his name, they said. But now he's been working on this. He's been working on this for a, uh, for a year now, and he fi- it finally come true. That's, that's not They're nuts, you know? They are kids these days, right? Yeah. But uh, I told you we have a good ball team. You did. Yes. Yes, I did. I said they just need a little bit more practice. But everyone gets up there and they bat their heart out. They're good kids. This is as good a lineup as we've seen them have in a while. I hope they can keep doing it. I hope so, too. 
I hope so, too. Jackie called me, and I told him, and, and she said, well, I'm going to turn Adam on the radio now. I'm on my way home from work. <laughs> well, she's probably hearing you right now. How about that? You're kidding. I would not I kid you. Am I on the radio? Oh, you're on right now, Grandma. Oh, you should have told me that. I love you. You you did great. Okay. I love you, too. But I love every one of those players. And what about not yesterday's game, day before, if it wasn't for Sir Felly telling him what to do, he made history. And you have to give Savelli a lot of credit for it, too, because he tells him what to do. Your your boy Cervelli hit that home run today. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? It is. Is that his first yeah. of the year? That's his first, uh-huh. First I, of the year. I thought he got hurt a little bit earlier in the game. Yeah, he hit his toe or something. I think it was he got hit on his foot somehow. And I thought, oh, no, don't start that again, him getting hurt, because he makes up our ball team. Grandma, I love you. I got to run, but. I love you, too. It was a thriller. I'll talk to you tomorrow, all right? All right. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Now, how's your grandmother going to feel when Cervelli gets traded? She's going to be bummed, man. Is that was that my grandma you were trying to do right there? Yeah, what was that? That was terrible. I, just I don't know what the hell that was. Voice for uh, crushing dreams segment. Man, you're gonna have to crush my grandmother's dreams. Well, I was gonna do it on the air, but I thought that'd be a little rude <laughs> since I never met the man. She had no idea she was on until the end when I told her, and then it didn't seem to stop her. We call her every day. I tell her she's on the radio every day, and she never realizes it. I think you might want to talk to her doctor about that, Adam. Oh, jeez, she's ninety. Do you hear the Pirates post game in the background? By the way, yes. Just jacked all the way up. Does it bother you that your grandmother's listening to the competition instead of you? No, she's watching on TV. Oh. Yeah. She's not listening to the game. She can't hear. She heard you fine. Don't speak ill of your grandmother. No, but you can hear when you put something that close to your ear. what we used to do to people in my family that spoke ill of our grandmother. Change your names to their names? No, we probably just, you know, didn't invite them for dinner or something like that. It's really not that big of a deal. Just everybody thinks you're from Sicily. You kill people, but... Like two or three people die mysteriously over the course of a couple of years, and all of a sudden you're that family. Are you Italian, Rossi? What's it like going to Philadelphia and covering a playoff series? Well, I will say this. Their hockey fans are much more intelligent when they're in the building than the Penguin fans are. Hmm. They're not constantly yelling, shoot! Um, they don't get as panicky as Penguin fans. I've always thought Penguin fans do a disservice to the hockey club because they get very panicky when they're in the building. Like three minutes goes by without like a shot, and all of a sudden it's, you know. Pins and needles. Yes, but um, there's a lot of orange. The arena itself stinks. Hmm. I well, yeah, mean it's that, the like, smell it, of all it, the Flyers fans. Yeah, yeah, there's a smell in that arena. It's sort of like aged vomit with, you know, uh, warm beer and cold urine. Hmm. And it just, it sort of wafts up. Uh, it smells a little bit like um, what I imagine uh, Dave Matthews' concert would smell like um, if people were there and, you know, not high. So, uh, anyway, um, the, the, where we watch the game from, they always tell you don't leave anything sitting around because it'll be stolen. I've seen people have 
go to the locker room and talk to somebody and come back and their computer's gone. Jeez. Uh, they serve those awful sandwiches. That's the one thing about this series that I, I don't think people realize. It is the worst sandwich series in any sport. Pittsburgh screws up its sandwiches by putting fries and coleslaw on it. Nope. And you're wrong. And Philadelphia has this has has taken the cheesesteak, which is a glorious sandwich, even if you have it like well done and um, or medium well or however you want to eat it. And they put this cheese whiz on it. And I got to give Tom McMillan, uh, a guy that works for the Penguins, vice president of communications credit one day in 2009 before game six, they were serving cheesesteaks for breakfast. The game was at like three thirty, but they were like at a breakfast and um, uh, Tom McMillan literally made a, he put his arms out and he's like, I refuse to eat this. And um, the Penguins won. So I've used that as a, uh, as a guide to never have to eat a cheesesteak there. But I, I go to Philly. I hate Pats and I hate Geno's. Um, and they also have a big statue of the late Kate Smith, or as we call her, the cow. Uh, and um, she, she, they still, they still, because uh, the statue makes her look like, like they put her in one of those dresses that looks like a muumuu. So the I mean, statue, she was a big, she was a big broad, right? But they made Broad this, Street was named after her, right? Um, but the statue is not a flattering statue. But they have Lauren Hart, who's the best anthem singer in hockey. But she often has to share the screen with Kate Smith when they do "God Bless America." The dead Kate Smith. The dead Kate Smith, which is the best kind of Kate Smith. So, um, but Lauren Hart's fantastic, and I went up to her once. I said, "Lauren, I'm a big fan," and she's like, "Oh, that's very sweet." I think she called me darling. And I'm like, yeah, you're an incredible singer, and I just I have to know why don't you leave this cesspool? And she said, oh, you don't like Philadelphia? I mean, like, no, like this arena, it's a cesspool. It's got like cold urine and warm beer and like this aged vomit smell. And she said that she liked that smell. So she's one of them. Nothing well, you can do about it. I don't like the people of Philadelphia. Uh, overall, people's a bit much. Yes, I don't like the creatures that live they in Philadelphia. Mustaches. The Even women's the women. mustaches yeah. are fantastic. But the men, they, they do it. It's the whole East Coast, Boston, New York, Philadelphia. I love New York. There's an anger uh, and a resentment in New York that I appreciate. I've always felt bad for Philly. Like You're not a real Pittsburgh guy, Rob. You, you belong in the East Coast. Yeah, with, with your, I, I with your hatred like to, of the world. I would like to think I would do better in a real city. But um, the, the thing about Philadelphia is this. They, you have to understand where they're coming from. They were once the capital of our great country, and they got that thing taken away from them like that. So not a lot of cities have to live with that. Like, not only did they lose the capital, they lost it to a place known as Washington, D.C. It's not even a state. It's just a district. Um, that's a lot to live with. And then they, they, like, think about their teams, like the Eagles. What a lame name. The Phillies. They couldn't even come up with a name. It was just Phillies. Like, what are we going to call them? Well, what about the Phillies? Oh, yeah, that seems like a lot of work that goes into that. And then they come up with the Flyers. They couldn't even come up with their own logo. They designed it to make it look like an airport. And then they have other teams there? The Sixers. The Sixers. Just pick a year. And they can't even own that. It's the shortest name in sports. And then they have to elongate it to Sixers, which the people can't even spell. It's terrible. And then they ruin cheesesteaks. Not to mention they love that damn bell, which got a right. huge ass crack in the middle of it. That's true. And oh, Rocky's like fake. Those movies don't hold up. I had a bet once with a friend in Philadelphia that um, even though I would not be in favor of the Penguins winning the series, I said, if the Penguins win, you have to lick that bell, and that person licked the bell. Wow. 
I'm, I'm guessing. He's not with us anymore. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Nah, it's probably the Hiv. Next bet. Lick Kate Smith. Oh, no. I'm guessing the living and the dead it would have been the same. So who do you, th- you think is going to win this series? Penguins. All right. How many games? Five. All right. What about you, Katie, who just is sort of moaning over there? Five. Five? You didn't say who? Penguins. Oh. You hummed. I've been tuning you out for like five minutes. I don't know. Oh, for the love of God. Wow. It's Attitude Katie today. It really is. Attitude Katie. Tom's distracted by the Pirates. The I've Pirates been so, been so today. Hour. He's watching the post-game show. He wants to see if Stan Savard's going to come on. Who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? I hadn't thought of it yet. It's good that you prepare so much for your show. Well, I don't do a national sports radio show. And You're having me on, shouldn't you be prepared to talk all things hockey? I'm not. All a- right, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna entertain you both now. Wait a second. You get hold on. No, you hold you on. Okay. No, you hold on. Everyone just hold on. Everyone, calm down, please. <laughs> I like Somebody's to go series angry. by series. Oh, you're gonna do the whole series now. I go series by series. What, are you going to do it? No, as it happens. <laughs> okay. I'll pick a team based on what they did prior to that. If the Penguins look like ass against Philly, Philly looks great. Maybe I'll pick Philly to beat Washington. You know, I just I like go with the flow. I think prediction radio is the worst kind of radio. It's all okay. we've done today. But I think that none of us have any idea what the hell's going to happen. Oh, I do. No, you Who? don't. I do. No one does. Who's going to win? Stanley Cup's going back to Canada. Winnipeg. Nope. What? Yep. Toronto? Yep. No. Yep. No chance. Is it because you got the 67 hat on? Huh? Is that no. the last time they won it, right? 67? 67. They've never won the Stanley Cup when it's actually been contested by teams that weren't just six. Yes. But they will win it this year. I don't hate that. So I root for it because it will be watched by nobody in the States, which obviously entices me because I want to see people miserable. Boy, aren't they fun to watch, though. They are. I and, want to see them play Tampa. And do you know how galling they would find it to know that an American led them to it? It would be the ultimate victory. Oh, man. What's the guy's name? Steve Simmons? Is that the is no, that the, the columnist up there? Matthews. No, I know that the columnist, sure? the columnist up there. Steve Simmons. I know yeah. Steve. He's a friend. Okay, Steve couldn't possibly like the fact that an American would lead them to the promise. No, there. I wasn't a big Kessel fan for that reason. It would be great if the Torontonians. Do I have to call them Torontonians or Torontonians? How about Torontons? Because they are Torontonians. Katie's not listening. She's just ignored. Not even a little bit. Yeah, Torontonians. Can I say that even though we don't pronounce the T? No. Is it a slur? No, that's Canucks. Oh. Um, uh, and what does Habs mean? Les habitants de Montréal. Yeah, you're just speaking he out your ass. Of that. He did. He's hammered. I slurred it. You mean racial slur or just slurring slurring? You're wearing a Yenzer crew neck. You're from. Come on. I don't want to be the guy to pick Nashville as the problem. Well, don't because they're not going to go. Winnipeg. It's going to be Toronto over Las Vegas in a six-game series. I don't think Vegas is going to beat the Kings. That's you're a wrong. lie. I think they're going to beat the Kings. Um, my question, my offer to you is this, mm-hmm. to you and Katie and Jackson Brown over here. Um, I'll give you guys an answer to any question about my time on the Penguins beat, but only one question. So you guys got to come up with a game that see who comes up with the best question and I'll answer anything. Honestly, that's a really good game. We'll do it after we hear from Zach Aston Reese next. It's the Crowley show. 
some guy from Denver just called in during the break. He wanted to have a Pittsburgh accent taped. It's Dave, the guy from, he's not really from Denver. It's from northern Colorado. The guy who always calls in to tell us about his ghost that's in his attic. If it was anybody else, I think Tom would have hung up on him. But we love Dave. Keep calling, man. Keep being weird. Because we're weird. We now welcome in Zach Aston Reese, Penguins' fourth liner. And then some to the radio program. Zach, thank you so much for taking the time today. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Zach, a little over a year ago, you wrapped up playing at Northeastern. You're pinching yourself a little bit right now with the playoffs around the corner. Yeah. Um, you know, back in my junior year, we got to uh, win the Hockey East uh, Championship. Um, you know, we had quite the playoff run there. Um, I didn't get to participate last year, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, I'm really excited for this year. Does it mean more because it's the Flyers? Does it mean more because you're from an area where I'm sure there are a lot of Flyers fans? And as I understand it, you grew up a Penguins fan, yes? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, the rivalry will always be there. It's been there for a long time. Um, but at, the, at the end of the day, I mean, you got to control what, what you can control. Um, so, I mean, if it's the Flyers, whoever it may be, I think we need to have the same approach. I imagine in the playoffs, like you just said, it doesn't so much matter who you're playing because you want to beat whoever's on your schedule to get to your ultimate goal, certainly. Um, but with Philadelphia throughout the regular season, when that team comes to Pittsburgh or you guys go out there, is there a different feeling about playing them? Um, I, <clears throat> the times we played Philly, I uh, I was injured. Um, you know, I was out for a month, so I didn't get to play those games, but uh, down at Wilkes-Barre, whenever we played Lehigh, that was a pretty big rival. And, um, you know, those, ga- those games always mean a little bit more than in Hershey. So. Zach Aston Reese joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, who are some of the players you admired growing up, Zach? Because you've got a, a very physical style, and uh, you look like you're a, a tough guy to play against. Uh, it's actually funny. My favorite player growing up was Kovalev. Who, uh, <laughs> those those things would not be used to describe Kovalev, no. Yeah, so, um, you know, I wore 66, I think, when I was a squirt, and then, um, you know, I started watching more hockey, and I switched my number to 27. I had that for a few years because of Kovalev. Um, yeah. <laughs> were you ever that kind of player growing up? Did you ever have that kind of offensive skill? I thought I did. Uh, <laughs> but, uh you know, as I got older and um, I just played a more physical game and um, kind of relied on scoring goals in dirty areas instead of, you know, putting it through a guy's legs and then bite down. Watching Patrick Hornquist over the last couple of years, uh, it's not the beauty that I think a lot of people would associate with uh, the game of a guy like Alexei Kovalev, but a lot of people say that they that you kind of remind them of Patrick Hornquist. Uh, I think that kind of game can kind of be beautiful in its own right, no? Yeah. Um, you know, when I first got called up, um, Patrick was out. But since he's been back, I mean, it's, it's been incredible to watch. Just um, just the whole skill set he has around the net. Um, I mean, the battle level um, and the mindset that it takes to, to do what he does is um, you know, pretty big capacity. So uh, it's been nice to uh, to be able to watch and, and learn from that. 
How'd the intensity today at practice compare to maybe the end of the regular season? Was there an extra jump out there? People more vocal? What's going on out there? Uh, I mean, I think start, it's kind of started last week, um, you know, before the Washington game and um, that last stretch of three games we had a practice in, and uh, it was a really good practice. I mean, we haven't had much practice time, but, um, you know, you always got to take um, advantage of those opportunities, and uh, it's definitely high intensity, and the, and the pace is up, and, and guys are dialed in. It looks like you're going to start the playoffs on the fourth line. Well, I guess you were rotating there today. How do you think your game translates to the fourth line at the NHL level? Pretty well. Um, you know, I my last couple of years at Northeastern um, started putting the puck in the net. Uh, I think if your team wants to make a, a big playoff push, you need um, you know secondary contributors, um, and that comes from your third and fourth line. Um, whether it's putting the puck in the net or keeping the puck out of your own net. Um, I think that's a role that I fit into well. Um, and bringing energy, I mean, being able to hit guys and, and kill penalties is also a big part of it. Um, you know, kind of the work that goes unnoticed, but um, it's something that makes makes a team go further. How do you feel about being on the penalty kill unit? Uh, something that uh, you guys have struggled with or had struggled with until late it seems like you guys are getting your feet back under you yeah um you know i i thought for um while it was may seem like a struggle on on paper i think we were limiting teams chances and then you know we'd give them one great a right at the end of the power play and end up in the back of our net um so it was just a little mental lapse that that we all talked about um and I mean, everyone has a great mindset. It's always easier to get up when you have a guy down and, and work that much harder. Zach Gaston Reese joining us here on the Crowley Show. Obviously, you've gotten some time with Sid. How do you think your game meshes with his? Um, uh, I mean, it's hard to to, uh, to measure your game up to Sid because <laughs> uh, you know he's just a world class player. But um, I mean, he 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 elevates your game. Whoever he plays with, he elevates their game and. Um, you know, I played with him and, and got my first NHL goal, so that was that was a pretty incredible moment for me. What kind of leader is Crosby off the ice? You hear stories all the time about guys being brought in after the trade deadline and Crosby taking him to dinner, things like that. How did Crosby welcome you to the room? Um, same way. I mean, we didn't have dinner or anything, but um, you know, he's just like a, a really easy guy to talk to. Um, you know. Just right off the start, he came up to me and introduced himself and, um, you know, knew a little bit about me and just had a regular conversation with me just like as any other teammate would do. Um, you know, he doesn't put himself up on a pedestal and, um, you know, he has a drive to win and, you know, he, he's, he, yeah, he's an incredible leader. Who are the dudes so far that you feel closest with on the team since you've been up? Um, I mean, there's a few guys that, that are still in the hotel, um, guys that have spent some time down in Wilkes, uh, you know, Casey DeSmith and uh, Dominic Simone. So we kind of hang out close, um, hang out a lot, and we're pretty close. And then, I mean, no one in particular. I mean, it's, I mean everyone gets along, and, and guys are always hanging out with each other. There's not a lot of clicks and things like that. Zach Aston-Reese joining us here on the Crowley Show. What's the message in the room? Is the focus – 
on the three championships in a row, trying to do something that you don't see happen very often at the National Hockey League level, or is it all about one game at a time? Is it just about this year? Who Who's thinking what, and what's the message out there? Yeah, I mean, that's always on your mind, um, you know, having a three-peat, especially uh, in today's sports world. Um, you know, it's always tougher with salary cap and, and things like that. You don't really return uh, the same players as previous championship teams. But the message in the room right now is just one game at a time and, um, you know, don't deviate from that. How do you as a team address what happened in 2012 with the Flyers? Is it anything that's even discussed? I know uh, you as a Penguins fan growing up, I'm sure that left a bad taste in your mouth then. Uh, for all Penguins fans, they feel the same way. But that series doesn't have much to do with now, does it? No. Um, you know, guys haven't said anything about that, and coaching staff hasn't. Um, I mean, yeah, no, no one's really talked about that. What has it been like to play for Mike Sullivan, who's been able to push all the right buttons? He's 8-0 in playoff series as the Penguins coach. Uh, how does he talk to you? How does he talk to each of the guys? Uh, what's his mindset like? He's really determined and, and really focused. Um, one of the things I noticed right away coming up is he's really detailed. So if a meeting is at you know 5 o'clock, it doesn't start at 4.59, it doesn't start at 5.01, it starts right at 5. Um, so it's kind of just that way all across the board. Um, he treats his players with respect and and listens to their feedback. And, you know, he's he's been really good to me. And, um, you know, he was in the college hockey world for a bit too. Sure. So, um, you know, it's nice to have that um, similar trait. Well, let's stick with that a little bit. I guess b- both college hockey and uh, the way Mike Sullivan uh, talks with you and addresses some of the younger guys, uh, you'll hear from – Everybody, Connor Sherry, Brian Russ, Jake Gensel, they've provided depth the last couple of years en route to the two championships. Uh, and Mike Sullivan treats them like they're just any other guy, not a young player in the room. And I'm not going to name any names, but past Penguins coaches, that was always kind of one of the, the knocks on them was they, they weren't always willing to trust the young players. What's it mean to come in and to immediately be trusted by uh, this coaching staff who's had so much success? It means a lot. Um, and it's not something that's just given. Um, you know, the coaching staff from the whole staff of the Penguins organization from NHL to American League is pretty close-knit. And, um, you know, there's a lot of back and forth and everyone is in the loop. Um, so for me, it started down in the American League and rounding out my game. And, um, you know, coming up, Coach Sullivan knew what kind of player I was. Um and then it was a matter of me going out there and doing it again at this level. Um, so, you know, over the course of 10 games and then the last six games, it's something that you have to build each game um, with your actions. Thanks a lot for your time, uh, Zach. Really appreciate it, man. And go out there and beat those Flyers scum, all right? All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. There he goes. Zach Astonaris. Thanks to Jen Bellano for helping us out there. Rossi, all right, time to ask the question. What? The question. So we could ask you one question. Did we tell people on air we were going to do that? We did. Okay. I can't tell anymore. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Did you not mean for this question to be asked on the air? No, I did. I didn't realize if we had told people we were going to do this. Your show is so seamless, I never know when we're on or off. Yeah, that's... 
it. In fact, <laughs> when we come back, we've got a great question of Rob Rossi. You know what? Why don't I ask the question now? And you answer it after the break. Is that the way to play it, or do you want to tease and get them to come back? Oh, I'm teasing the question because it's a good one. Okay. How did it feel to have Sidney Crosby and his camp warring with you for a couple of years? That's a heck of a question. Really good question. Really good question. Came whoever, up with it on my whoever own. Whoever came up with that one is a genius. We'll get the answer next. Plus, other crap, hottest take of the day, and the three stars of the show. ESPN Pittsburgh. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Todd, Liberty Mutual just saved me $782. Liberty did what? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Maybe I should switch to Liberty Mutual. Visit us online to... Hey, stop echoing. Sorry. Visit us online to get a quote and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, equal housing insurer. Got this text from my mom. Did you have grandma on live today? You're damn freaking right we did. Why is Tom even part of the show? He barely does anything. It's been a lot of fun today having Rob Rossi sit in on the program. He didn't get my best today. That's unfortunate. I, didn't. I was expecting more from you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't elevate my game as they say, Rob. I feel like your whole crew here has let me down. I'm not sure I'm coming back. We did not play well on Friday. It was the worst show that I've ever done. And I'm not I mean just the worst that's, show I've ever that's done. That's saying little. It was unbelievably bad. Then my car broke down and I oh. sat on the south side for 4 hours, so that was just a bad day. Monday's show was great. Today Luckily, we've had Rossi here. I'm just too excited about playoff hockey. But Rob has made a deal with us that we can ask him any question about his time being on the Penguins beat, and he will answer it. Does it count if I had to come up with a question? You really wanted to answer it, though, didn't you? <laughs> not really. I. Rob did not come up with the question. It was me. Nobody believes you. In my Pearly Isaac Reed School of Journalism this was it still that when you were there it was now it's not now yeah, it's i think the college, it's the read read, read college, yeah, read college media. of media you ever go back for stuff like that no in fact i send them a note every year that they ask for money when you return the name of the school and start teaching journalism again i will give you money hmm. i'm a little vindictive like that i wouldn't mind teaching there i think they might rob you gonna repeat the question make make the ruse seem like it's real Yes. I just wanted to think of how I worded it the first time that I came up with it. Crushing dreams on Adam's own show about his question-asking ability. You and Sidney Crosby were in a war for not a couple a, of years. Not an actual war. At the end of your time as Penguins beat no, writer. Middle Actually, it. it was right in the middle. middle smack dab. Smack dab right in the middle. Give us the backstory there. Oh, the backstory is... And then... Tell us how it all wound up. All right, so the backstory actually is that um, Sydney and I have always had a tense Sleeping with the same women? Is that what relationship. happened? Yes, that's always been at the heart of it. Um, we've always had a tense relationship. I did not run from the fact that I covered the team in a very aggressive way. Um, I did not coddle the stars. I was not part of the Mario Mafia that said a hockey star in Pittsburgh can do no wrong. So 
there were probably times where I turned it up a notch when I look back and say I, I didn't need to. But where it went really bad was when his concussion happened. Uh, look, I'm a competitor, and there was a period of several months there where uh, Sid was trying to re- recuperate, wasn't talking. We weren't getting regular updates from anybody, and there were these stories coming out of Nova Scotia all the time about Sidney Crosby's health. And, you know, I was like, what the heck? I, you know, wh- why are these stories coming out when we're not getting privy to this information? And um, it ended up getting bad because the people that were treating him became more and more obscure. They weren't mainstream physicians some of them weren't physicians they're just clinicians i mean it became to the point where like i had medical team people mad that i wouldn't refer to them as doctor um that i wanted to look into things like what type of treatment he was getting i had a thing where if somebody from the penguins or uh sydney's agents said something that had been contradicted by somebody else i printed it all so it got bad. And, and the other thing is, Sydney wasn't playing at the time. So, you know. There, all there was was noise. All there was was noise. And I wasn't contributing to it. But my perspective was always this was an important issue. I've had concussions. Um, I felt like they had to be honestly reported on because I felt like this was a public health issue as much as a sports star issue. And so, you know, things got bad. Um, and. It lasted, I would say, from January of 2011 to probably, oh, 20, through 2013. Would he not talk to you? No, we, he was always professional and always is. And to this day, you know, we kind of sort of have a wink, wink, nod, nod, like, Rob, I know you're want to stir the pot, if not pour it on people, and Look, there have been times where the last lockout, for example, where my preference for causing a bit of chaos worked in Sydney's favor, you know, when he's like, they're not going to let me into this meeting for the NHLPA. And I'm like, ah, they will after what I write, <laughs> you know. So um, we were in different p- parts of our life. Uh, I regret the way I covered his concussion. I, um, I, I should have been more cognizant of his need to recover. Uh, I should have taken it less personal that I didn't, um, uh, you know, I felt like I need to break every story, and that's the way I was, and to a large extent still am, but back then I couldn't separate from it. And I've told him this. I wrote a piece several years ago about how, you know, Sid, I'm sorry. Um, But... Yeah, it, it was tough. I didn't at the time feel like it was tough. Does he read everything? I think if I write it, I don't know about everybody else. I think there's a there's a lot written about Sidney Crosby. So if he read everything, he'd do nothing but you know, you know, use the restroom, play hockey, and read. But I'm pretty sure that if I write it, it finds a way to him. And let me say this too about Sid. I asked him once what he he thought was my biggest misinterpretation of him. 
And he said, I think you think that I'm holding back something, but this is just the way I am. And that had never really occurred to me. Uh, And I remember in that moment having a lot of things I presumed change. Uh, I I think he's, I don't think anybody's handled themselves better. Uh, And when, when I've had trouble with him, I think it's been largely because other media members, the rest of the media in this town is not tough. They're selectively tough. I've always, and look, you can say, well, you're taking shots at people, but it's the truth. And um, it's not a, it's not an aggressive, hard hitting media. And so I've never been part of my interest. Adam was always, this is how I can build my resume. I'll ask the questions. I'll go at the teams, but I don't view these teams as public uh, treasures. I don't view them as civic trusts. I don't view the athletes as gods. Um, People forget, even though my relationship with Evgeny Malkin is very good, I'm the one that wrote in 2008 that he was uncomfortable with the way the Penguins were using him between games one and two of the Stanley Cup final, and he and the whole organization wanted to kill me. So I've never held back. Why did Rossi pick you? And by uh, Rossi, I mean... I was, was going to say, I meant Malkin. I love myself. Um, I gave him a voice. I, uh, I think it's because I talked to him every day like he wasn't just uh, some weird guy that spoke another language. I um, I tried to talk to him. I tried to get his nose culture. I've always been fair to Evgeny. I've always treated Evgeny like he legitimately is on the same level as Sidney. And I I think he respects that. I think he knows that. Does he think that? Should he think that? That he's on the no, he doesn't. I've argued with him before. Like you're the best player in the world at times. Why don't you say it? He he has uh, he believes Sydney's the best player. He believes it's Sydney's team. Um, I can't disagree with him on that. Uh, Sidney Crosby's the greatest athlete I'll ever cover. Uh, Evgeny Malkin's the greatest professional relationship I'll ever have. Mark Andre Fleury's the best person I've ever come across in the industry and that's how i'll remember them you know if i ever have kids uh that's what i'll tell dear them. god please don't let that happen yeah i mean it would probably be that process going into having the kids which would be more disgusting than me raising them i'd be a great father man i think you would be a good yeah. father have you ever seen game great of thrones father you game of thrones guy well i have one at my house there is a scene in the show where the red woman bears a child and the child is just darkness. And I feel like that's what your child would be. See, I feel like I'm a true-hearted a true-hearted romantic, but I just see the world realistically and everybody else tries to lie about stuff and I'm just like, "Look, we're going to die. Chances are most of your life is going to be miserable. You're going to make choices that end up settling for things." Uh and Are you talking to my wife right now? No, I don't know you. I, I feel like you're your just speaking name. out to my wife. Her name's Leanna. Leanna. It's I'm time sure she's for the, a wonderful person. She is. She puts up with me. It's time for the three stars of the show. Yes. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Brian Meltzer. I, I would say, you know, just based upon being the two-time champ, the level of playoff experience, I think, I think you have to go with Pittsburgh, uh, I would say, in six games. 
second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Katie O. Oh, come on. All you rigs keep them eyes wide. Her rubber neckers and wall-to-wall bears taking pictures, so slow your ride and let it glide or Yogi's going to bite your hat. And tonight's first star of the show, the Italian scallion, Rob Rossi. Ray Shiro, the former Penguin General Manager, looked like after game six, he would have poisoned his entire roster. He was absolutely disgusted. In fact, I remember talking to him later that summer. We were not getting along at the time. And he goes, everybody blames Mark I had 22 guys playing lousy in front of them. So what's that tell you? And I'm like, build a better team? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's all she wrote for today, Rob. I Who had the dog It was fun. I would be very worried if I were those other posers if we were going to do this more often. Well, I'm going to have to be better. But hey, yeah. I'm better than them. I don't better. We have better hair. Which is what I'm saying. I haven't got my hair cut in a month. And I won't until the Penguins lose. I'm one of those guys. Tom, what's on tomorrow's show? We're going behind enemy lines tomorrow, man. Got a couple flyers, beat writers, baton guy, Sam Cardici's coming on. Oh, yeah. I don't even think that's how you say his name. Carcitti. Whatever, we don't need to pronounce it right. David Isaac and uh, Pete Blackburn, too. Little national hockey talk. And Benzie. And Benzie. I'm going to have to do zero prep for two days in a row. Hi, Tom Bodette. If Motel 6 were an article of clothing, it would have to be a pair of jeans. Nothing that would bedazzle a fashionista, mind you. Just a comfortable American classic that would rather have more in the pockets than on them. That's Motel 6. Nothing fancy, just a clean, comfortable room for a great low price. And with the money you save, you can maybe get yourself a jean jacket, too. See you at the fashion show. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. We're also going to have on Dan Rosin tomorrow, Tom. Cardalucci. I mean, he's a pretty famous beat writer. Who, Kachidi? You guys ever get Mike Lagani on? 